Okay, with Deborah White, Everlasting Happiness is the short film, played the Experimental Film Festival. She's talking to us in Australia. It's 1 p.m. there. It's 10 p.m. where I am in Toronto. And she is the artist and creator of this kind of amazing 11-minute short film. How's it going, Deborah? Yeah, good, thank you. <laughs> how's, uh, how's tomorrow in Australia? Uh, it's looking pretty good, a little bit cloudy, but... <laughs> So this is an animation film. Uh, it's got a lot, is it, there's a, how many styles of animation are in this film? Um, well, it actually, I videotape myself and uh, against a green screen and then the background is um, animated, like it's hand painted and hand drawn. Yeah. So did you so do much. all that? Cause you're in the film as well. So basically, but, is there any 3D animation in this film at all? Yeah, it's 3D. Yeah, okay. Um, so you hand-drawn hand some of it, but some of it's in 3D then? Yeah, so a lot of the background, it's hand-drawn or it's um, cut-out paper, but it's placed into a 3D environment. Well, that's pretty cool. So, so then it's then did the song come first or did the, 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 the video come, the visuals come first? Um, the visuals come, well, the ideas for the visuals come first and then I hunt around for music that sort of matches with my ideas. So I edit against the um, that music, but then I get um, a sound designer to create uh, an original sound design for it. So thematically... Thematically, you say the synopsis that it's like a kind of like a post-truth world, I guess, right? Yeah. What does that um, mean? What do you mean by the post-post-truth world? <laughs> um, where, well, it seems that politicians can just make up anything. Even and... in Australia, because I don't know the Australian politics on first hand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it seems to be. Uh, well, I've noticed that there seems to be an emergence of far right. Yeah. Um, Is that what's so happening like, in Australia too? Like who's their, who's your uh, prime? Well, when I was making the video, we had, um, yeah, it was a right-wing political party, but okay. luckily they've been turfed out. <laughs> but, you know, it was happening around the world. Like there was, um, you know, in England, the UK, yeah. Um, well, they're, right still, they're still in power, the, the, yeah. Yeah, the Tories, yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, a rise of right wing in Europe. So, yeah, it yeah. just seems to be a global thing. Yeah, there was uh, the, 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 the Italian, the Italian president was just caught on, on hot mic, kind of like, <laughs> what was he doing? Like, he was, was he comparing like, like Hitler or something like that? Like, it was like some crazy right wing craziness that, <laughs> that uh, fascist kind of statements that he was calling a hot mic. Uh, yeah, I've missed that one. Is that a recent thing? <laughs> yeah, no, it just happened a couple of days ago. But I'm just to, just to jump on your analogy of like the far right politics happening everywhere. Yeah, and it's like during a time when um, we've had this collective trauma. It's like we've had like um, massive bushfires and then the pandemic, and yeah. here in Australia we've got major flooding. And this underneath all of that is this emergence of the far right. And it's it's got to change. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess it's, it's like, I guess it's, it's like, because it's a, it's a, like a perfect storm of a lot of things, I guess, right? Where the, the push of uh, social media, where like, they, they, they kind of made the, they're the news, news outlet, kind of like where people are getting their news or speaking, like, say on Facebook, they, they're getting the news that they want to hear, not the news that they should hear, I guess, right? Yeah, we're all living in these echo chambers, like we select who we yeah. follow social media and so it just sort of reinforces our beliefs and there's a tinge of racism uh in uh an old in the older kind of language i guess like trump for a perfect example like everything's like a it's like a white kind of male kind of dominance i guess in a sense yeah and so the video was more like um developing a politics based on love where um which has the theme of um, love of the most distant or love of the most different from us. Yeah. And and as a collective, we can, if we join together, we can um, fix our problems. So someone would, would, would argue that you're an idealist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have utopian thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although a realist at the same time. <laughs> That's well, nothing wrong with that, I guess, right? No, I guess you know, if we imagine these things, if we imagine a utopia, you know, obviously, you know, it's idealistic, but it can cause change, it can create change. So, you you put yourself in all your films, uh, recently, yes. Um, for this one, it's like, uh, Uh, well, obviously for the pandemic, it was difficult to get people in to do it. So yeah. it was just an easier choice to do it myself. But um, I guess with these ideas that I have, it also reflects like my personal views and like the personal struggle of trying to live by an ideal of loving the most dif- distance because it's not an easy thing to do. Like we all have our cultural prejudices and biases so trying to live by those standards is you know a struggle that you need to overcome so you have the 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 sequence where like kind of like they're in like you're in a maze i guess right or we uh, we as the audience are in a maze and we're kind of like you're opening kind of new kind of doors or new kind of like entryways for i i guess i guess right yeah and it's like it's sort of different groups of people sort of finally you know, finding their way to join yeah. together. But what's the fire, the symbolism of like the one with all the fire and like it's kind of like airplanes coming at us and Yeah, well, you know, that's the the bad guys. <laughs> the, what's the, the the bum the bum is talking? The bum has lips. Yeah, the talking bum. <laughs> yeah, where did that idea come from? The talking bum. Um oh that it was actually um like old images I saw of people, uh, political statements about Hitler. So, um, yeah, that's where the original idea came from. But it just seemed to fit perfectly with, like, the prime ministers that we've had and, you know, other politicians overseas. It just seemed to fit. (laughs) The the one room about with, was it horses' heads and elephant heads and elephants are flying? Yeah, well, um, 
when I talk about love of the most distant, I also consider that to be part of like nature, Mother Earth and animals. So a way of like looking at diversity, different people, different cultures, to include animals in that as well. So they're kind of the just regular folk who are just minding their own business, living their lives. <laughs> yeah, and the gas mass. Yeah, that's a funny one because uh, uh, when I first started that, you know, when I came up with the idea, I, I developed it sort of over five years. So the meaning of mask has dramatically changed. It was like um, originally it was self-preservation, but now <laughs> it's yeah. sort of cha- having mass has sort of changed its meaning. So, yeah. But not, well, but, you, but in this one's gas, it's like actual gas masks. Like there's like yeah. a war or something happening. Yeah. Right? Well, it's a spectacle of war. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a positive message at the end of this film? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we're like as a collective, if we all join together, we can overcome all these um like the bad archetypes that we have to deal with, like the collective trauma that we're dealing with, if we all join together and solve it instead of being individuals. Well, what are we trying to, I'm just curious, what are we trying to solve though? Oh, things like climate change, um, cost of living. um, Well, what about the people who don't, uh, don't believe in that or don't care about that? Well, they can make their own videos. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm trying to say. It's like it's like it's like there's a collective, but it's not. It's is it the majority you think, or is it like? Uh... I think so. Yeah, um, because here in Australia we have compulsory voting. So what does that mean? Everyone has to vote. Otherwise, like, you get it's like it's mandatory to vote. Yeah. yeah. What happens if you don't vote? You get fined. You get a fine. Like, what's the fine? Oh, uh, I don't know, $100 or something. So the, I've so always they, voted, so I don't know what the fine is. They make it as easy, but they make it, do they make it as easy as possible to vote? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, lot, there's lots of um, a polling booths and, yeah, that we have sausage sizzles. People uh, have... Uh, barbecues and you get, the, you get free food if you vote yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> or cheap food <laughs> so what was i saying oh is yeah so for, because of everything though or is that or does that just feel like the federal elections and state and local it's so it's for everything then yeah and so because i think because of that like where um there's been an overwhelming change in uh, the governments. Um, the right-wing governments have been pretty much wiped out in the elections. So is that recent then, where it became mandatory? Yeah, that's like in the last okay. year. How come that's not more of a news story? In the, in, oh, I've never heard of that. I didn't know. I didn't know that even existed. Which, the compulsory yeah. voting? Yeah. Uh, I guess... 
Well, at least in America, they don't want compulsory voting. Well, I'll give you an example. Like in, uh, they had a provincial election in uh, in, uh, in Ontario, Canada, and only thirty four percent of the population voted. Yeah. And they we we elected a uh, we elected Rob uh, Doug Ford, which is you remember Doug Rob uh, Rob Ford who did who was smoking crack or whatever when he was mayor of Toronto. Oh. But his so his brother is the premier. And uh, of Ontario, he's he's right wing. He's not as crazy as Trump, but he's pretty he's pretty up there. But he the only three but only thirty four percent of the population voted, so, right? Which is a travesty. Well, exactly. It's yeah. like how do you call that a true democracy? You don't. <laughs> people still have to vote, right? Yeah. And so everyone votes. Like I, yeah. yeah. I think, like I know it's. I think Americans don't like it because it's against their freedoms, but I think yeah. it's great. Like everyone yeah. is forced to. That would be a hard uh, um, vote to pass in, in the United States. It's, there's too many people though too, right? Sort of like gun control. Like didn't Australia have like a gun problem like 20 years ago? And then within like a couple of months, they just, they had a sweeping gun laws and then there hasn't been yeah. a problem since. Yeah. Well, there's been minor no, but I mean like nothing, like a, gun, like a school shooting, nothing, mass shootings or anything like that. It's like um, you guys fix that problem like quick as possible, right? Yeah. And they same thing in New Zealand. Yeah. But there's less people, right? So it's easier to, to there's less, less, uh, less um, you know, lobbyists and less, less people voting. So. Yeah, but I, I, we just didn't have that culture to begin with. Yeah. So we didn't really understand why people needed automatic rifles and, you know, yeah. it was only really people that, you know, farmers that need yeah. guns. Yeah. But it's like I'm saying that's, that's yeah, then it's it's the freedom not to vote. It's my it's my right not to vote, I guess. That would be yeah. the And my freedom not to wear a mask. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, you know, and they give they give uh, the United States a fair shake. They're they're better than Canada, and I think it was like seventy percent of the of the people voted in, in the last uh, president election. So, which is huge, right? Yeah, I think that's great. But um, yeah, so it just seems a real struggle, and plus the laws that they bring in to discourage people. Yeah, and it, it amazed me that they vote on a Tuesday. Because <laughs> um, we always do it on the weekend when most people have the day off. Yeah, but they do, but that's Americans. They don't like. like I'm, that's my freedom. That's my day off. I'm not going to like. You, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta pay us. <laughs> Basically, the employer, the employers, have to pay their. They, they can go out off during the day and vote, right? Right. <laughs> While they're working, they're not going to vote on their day off, right? So. Anyways, <laughs> so tell me about this, your sound design because it's pretty it's pretty outstanding. Is that Jamie Jamie Coghill? Jamie, yeah, um, yeah. I was I wanted something psychedelic, um, and uh, yeah, we just sort of our ideas just sort of matched without talking really. Yeah, yeah I think he did a wonderful job with it. It was great. You worked with him before. On one other project, yeah. And did you guys, you did this during COVID? So I guess you guys were working remotely? Yeah. 
Um, we just did it, talked online, um, just emails and, yeah, he did a great job. And did he, who did the, he did the music as well? Like who, uh, who, who uh, did some of the music? Yeah, he did the music. He's a musician, so. He did the sound design and the music? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So, so how's the how's the film doing like in the, in the around the world festival wise? Um, yeah, uh, I've shown in a few places. It was the Absurd Art House Film Festival. That's I won an UK. award. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where else? And there's been a few uh, screenings here in Australia. It's been shown on a big screen and. A shopping mall in Brisbane. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's doing quite well. So we sent you the odd the North American audience to you. What did you think about our audience feedback video that we sent you? Yeah, um, it was quite funny. Uh, some of the responses, like I was a bit nervous, like what were people going to say about it? But um, when they start saying, "Oh, it's so chaotic," <laughs> I just thought, "Well, yeah." <laughs> That's my style, so they sort of got it. Yeah. <laughs> and some of, I was actually um, happy that people sort of saw the deeper side of the video as well. It wasn't just a sort of cheesy, sort of colourful, happy thing. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some. There's a lot of depth to it. I guess you're trying to you're trying to make a statement. I guess right. Yeah. So is this what you do? Like you do you make a lot of like these kind of experimental type of films. Uh, yeah, that's my style. Um, it's I'm more of I call, regard myself more as a video artist, and I generally show in galleries. So that's what I do. That, how long have you been doing it for? Um, how long? I guess oh, about ten years. I've been doing it. So what propelled you? You don't have to you don't have to say your your age. I don't even know you got a birthday coming up. Um, <laughs> How did you find that out? I knew. I know. I know these things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when what like said okay, I'm going to start making like video art. When did that when did that day come for you? Um. Well, I previously had uh, studied photography, and um, and like. The photography is performance based, and it was just happened to be uh, one project. I wanted to use a video camera just to take stills, just to get sort of a lo fi sort of aesthetic. And my teacher at the time just said, well, Why don't you try and make videos? He said, You've got the video camera, just start making videos. And so I just that's when I just started playing around with it. and that sort of became my predominant uh, art form now. Oh, wow. And how many films have you made since then? Um, not, I'm not really prolific <laughs> since I have to do everything. Yeah. Um, oh, four or five, I've made. So you're, you're averaging a film every two years. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. They're under 10 minutes so <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying that's that's what i'm saying that's very good like animations take a long time and getting the idea and the concept so that's pretty prolific 
Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> from, from sitting at this pedestal. So I, I congratulate you on this film. We're really proud to show it at our festival. And uh, let's hopefully when you make your next film, you're working on a project right now. Uh, thinking about one, yes. Yeah, there you go. So you have to think of it, develop it, think, put it in your head. And mm. so let's talk again when uh, you make your next film. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel.